Yes! 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 Of all people, Steven Gerrard. Lingard's got four defenders, he's still going. Lingard, oh, that's sensational! What a goal from Jesse Lingard! He didn't need any support at all. He celebrates in front of the Manchester United. Support. You can't tone the buzz. <laughs> Welcome to this week's edition of the Buzz Side Five podcast. Yeah, we're fucking Bonner alert going. Uh, I figured to introduce everybody, get everybody familiar, see what's going on. Sammy, how you feeling after this week of soccer? Uh, Cody, I'm doing great. Uh, lovely, fantastic week of soccer. Big news for United fans and uh, in general, so I'm excited to get into it. Amazing, amazing. Matty, uh, tough weekend for your team, but they still managed a point. How you feeling after everything? Fuck Anthony. <laughs> Anthony Taylor, whatever his, yeah, two his first name, name is. <laughs> I think there's Great a 50, referee. What is there? Fifty-two thousand signatures for. Um, uh, so he could never uh, rep Let it Chelsea go, anymore. boys. <laughs> Let it go. You, you know what? That's that. how I'm feeling. Okay. That's <laughs> Let it go. Let it go. <laughs> Omar, uh, I mean, decent week for your team, but you're still, I think, fourth place. How are you feeling? Yeah, that's a good win. Two one. I mean, it, they didn't play as good as they should have, but. Uh, we had uh, the debut of a 17-year-old player from La Masia, uh, Gavi. Not so legal. It was good, good to see him play. Uh, yeah, it's a good weekend. I also thought Wolves dominating Manu. Let me just throw that out there. That I don't know what game we'll get into that one a little bit later. And to finish it off, Mickey with a brand-new iPhone, Jordan Team Blue Bubble. How are you feeling, buddy? <laughs> well, I'm feeling good. Um, yeah, uh, good week. Well, or if we, I mean, I was disappointed a little bit that we couldn't capitalize on the uh, red card, but overall, good display. And I'm in sunny California, so not complaining, not complaining too much. Hey, Amen, brother. Hopefully, the what happened to your phone, you. Mickey? Um, it fell out of my pocket one more time to its death, and uh, <laughs> had to get a new one. Pour a little out, <laughs> Mickey's phone. Rest in peace. All right, boys, let's get into it. We'll start with Burnley. They go yellow card for yellow card leads. Like, have a game of stopping every 10 minutes, if that. Um, good game. Banford gets his first. And, uh, yeah, I mean, nothing to separate him. Yeah, been, sounds about right. Been fortunate for Leeds. I feel like they definitely should have outperformed Burnley. Um, but Burnley tough it out. Good for them. Yeah, it sounded like it was a struggle for, for Leeds to break through. Um, you know, Bamford said in his uh, post-match interview that, you know, they're grimy. He said that, you know, defenders were doing some jujitsu stuff on him. Yeah. Um, <laughs> um, he, he, he summed it up, you know, you know what you're going to get with Burnley. And the viewers can see that too, you know, you're going to, they're, they're, they're stubborn, they're going to, they're physical. Yeah. So, not terrible for Leeds. Leeds will put it in the pressure after Bamford scored. They look like they were able to get a winner there before the end of it. I think yeah. Burnley got lucky that that time ran out because I think that Leeds would have scored a second there. Bamford almost yeah. had two as well. Uh, he should have had one more, but I mean it's good for me because he's my golden boot, which will never happen. So good for He's your golden boot. <laughs> yep. Speaking of Leeds, though, um, they just got didn't they just get Dan James from United? Yeah, it sounded like it's close to a done deal. 
Uh, I think like 30 million, which is a lot. Uh, I mean, he's a good player, exciting young guy. Uh, hell of a smile on that kid, but I think he's like five foot two. So, uh, anyways, I mean, they probably they got an exciting player if they grab. I him. think it. I think it would be good for him to go there. I think he wasn't. So. Gonna, yeah, he wasn't going to keep playing. He wasn't going to keep playing at United with the players they got. No, I was surprised he started this weekend. But... Me too. <laughs> Me too. Um, going to our next game, another one 0 win. Tottenham again. Tottenham and Son get it done. How good is Tottenham? How good is Son is a real question. This, this well, he's been good for a while, man. I, yeah. I haven't doubted his ability. Oh, absolutely. I th- and I was I was going to make a point. I think it's important to talk about. I think he definitely does not get the recognition that he deserves. Like you said, he's been good for a while. And I mean, a, a few seasons. Um, but he shows up. He's, he brings a spark to the game, just like any other player. Um, I think, and, and it surprises me more teams don't go for him in the transfer market when uh, when the, the transfer window is open. I don't understand. He should be a commodity that every team wants. Well, he signed a new contract with Spurs now, uh, this summer, right? Oh, I didn't realize that. Yeah, okay. contra- I feel like contracts don't mean anything in soccer, though. Well, yeah, look what William did. He just tore it up for Arsenal. <laughs> 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 I think all the Arsenal players want to do that, though, to be fair. <laughs> Um, yeah, saw, I'm pretty sure he signed a new son signed a new contract with Spurs, a longer term too. I think it's another five years or something. Mm. How good that do you guys it, think but, Tottenham are though? I mean, like that's another one nil victory. They definitely like gave up a ton of chances. That's the thing. You kind of think, how long can they ride that out? You know, uh, at some point, something's something's going to get. Um, I don't think they can keep relying on this like form of play. But uh, so far, so good. I mean, it's the they're top of the league, uh, one or three. Um, they're top, Arsenal at the bottom. It's the first time that's ever happened. Um, <laughs> so they're riding high. But in terms of that that goal, though, how much do you think uh, um, the the goalkeeper was it a goalkeeping error or was it was it just uh, no, a volleyball uh, in by Sam? No, I think I don't think it was either. I think it was a defending error. I don't think if a ball is sent to the box, it should not be allowed to bounce, and it bounced and went in. I disagree. I disagree because I heard the keeper uh, yell away. And I'm like, that just makes me think that, like, there's just some kind of miscommunication there. I don't know. So he yelled and the player listened, the defender listened to him and kind of left it? I just think there was some kind of miscommunication there with uh, the def- I can't speak to exactly what happened, but I heard him clearly. I think he clearly yelled away. Uh, nobody got that. Nobody was even close to the ball. So I mean, if you're yelling away and you should be the person to get to the ball, I mean, you should. That sounds play. like that sounds like an instinctive thing for them to say. Like as soon as the ball comes in, they don't even look. They just they just yell away. Like that's just like what goalkeepers say, you know? Yeah, agreed. Without realizing that no one was there, they headed away. Yeah, agreed. I think it might be instinctual. I don't know if he was giving a command like he was going for the ball and that he was going to get it away or something like that. I, I think he was trying to tell the defenders to knock it away, but I think it should have been him. So, either way, I, in my opinion, it should have been him to get to the ball. But I don't know. Like he, re- he realized that when the ball went past him. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> yeah. I mean, it was a great ball in. I will He's say like, that. shit. Yeah. Should have said it. <laughs> yeah. Well, does the goalkeeper or... speak? Does the goalkeeper speak good English? Or is that is that the only word he knows? <laughs> <laughs> I mean, if they had Scott Sterling, he would have had it. That's all. I'm saying. <laughs> Scott, right Sterling. in the face. <laughs> right in the face. Dude, I'll take that save every day of the week. Yeah, but what um, is it? Yeah. <laughs> speaking speaking of saves, David De Gea makes an incredible Ooh. double, double wow. save. 
Manchester United doesn't look great. Fred's fucking awful, like Sam said last week. <laughs> um, they get the win on a questionable call uh, with a challenge from Pogba um, and Green, Greenwood. I mean, great finish. But um, what do you guys – do you think it was a foul? Uh, I think uh, – go ahead, Sam. Yeah, I was just – I can see it both ways, but I feel like, you know, with the, um, you know, the ref being you know, right there watching it, I mean, it, I think it did look like that he didn't get him or he didn't make any contact at all. And then uh, it was Neves, right, that he uh, supposedly fouled. Because Neves, like, he stayed on his feet and then he turned to look at the ref once the ball, once he could see the ball was already to uh, uh, you know, Varane or whoever it was with. Uh, and then he looked at the ref and went down. Like, like as if it was like, oh, I've lost the ball, I'm going to go down to claim this uh you know foul um obviously play went on great goal greenwood uh you know very instinctive uh, and killing it so but when you look at the replay and slow it down you can see yeah his his boots his foot's a little high uh you know it's kind of clipped the the shin pad um and kind of spun it around a little bit so there was contact um so i guess technically you could say it was a foul because there was just the slightest of contact even though it wasn't um uh, significantly, you know, damaging or anything like that. But obviously, it led to the goal, so they should view it. Um, but I think it's one of those things as well, where because of some of the leniency that the refs are being given with certain fouls this year, uh, and VAR not or, or, or relying with kind of the on-field decision, unless it's a clear and obvious error, and, and that kind of brings this into that question: is that was this a clear and obvious error? Because if Mike Dean is saying that there wasn't contact, but then the VAR shows it was. You could say that's a clear and obvious error uh, in order for it to be overturned. But um, uh, so I, I think there's probably an ongoing debate with with that. Um, uh, but, you know, I think beyond that, I think it was, you know, a great goal, great lead up, just instinctive strike. And, you know, thinking about Mason Greenwood, too. I mean, that's now three goals in three games. Uh, the youngest, I think he's the second teenager now to have done that since Robbie Fowler back in the 90s to the first opening three games to have a goal in each. You know, a question comes with, with him now, like we were talking about a couple of years ago, but maybe he's getting more consistent. I think with Ronaldo coming in, how does he grow like as a player uh, in the future? Is he kind of on par with, with your Mbappe and Haaland? Like, is he like getting up there now as far as a, a formidable striker and someone to look out to? No. <laughs> <laughs> you said that too quick. <laughs> well, um, yeah, I mean, if, if we're going to talk about Paul Pogba, that was an ankle breaker, even though it didn't touch his ankle. But he could have broken his ankle. Listen, yeah. I, I wish I wish they would have at least looked at it. Like, at least it, it led to a goal. At least look at it. Like, Yeah, you know, well, in all fairness, though, it's, I think the way it did play out was correct. Because you're talking about a clear and obvious error, right? That's why you go to VAR. And it was such a minuscule... It was a, such a slight hit. You can't overturn that because... So you just got to go with the on-field decision. It um, just sucks that the Wolves players kind of stopped playing. So in that moment, you can see a lot of them, a lot like the center by uh, size, yeah. he stopped playing. And he started like talking to the ref. And in that, right. just that moment of like, I mean, the coach always tells you, you should always play. Play to the whistle. whistle. I was going yeah. to say that. You know? yeah. And it's like, if yeah. they would have just kept playing, that goal probably wouldn't have happened. It's just so unfortunate for Wolves. Because here we got Wolves now. They have the same record as Arsenal. But I, I thought, if you guys can be honest, they've looked like they could win every single game they played so far. I agree, no, I agree. Yeah, yeah, I agree I want, with you. Yes, I the question you, is, do, do, do Wolves look better than Arsenal? Yes. 100%. No, not that. They look yeah. better than every team they played so far. They look better 
than Man U. That's true. I, I agree with Owen that one. I have to say, I thought I thought Leeds, uh, not Leeds, uh, Wolves. It, they lost that game. They were architects of their own downfall in a sense because they couldn't. They just didn't finish their chances. Whereas the other team they played against, you know, have a few chances and put one of them away. Um, it, it, I don't know if you guys recognize this. Wolves have yet to score a goal. Yeah, they haven't scored a goal yet. They create. I mean, they had that that uh, that chance the size had twice. Like they that, had, that, especially yeah. that second one. Like he was like he could have. That second one. That, that second one was a great save because that one wasn't at him. It was to the side. Yeah, but it's still pretty close to him. Like I mean, he should have scored. At that yeah, it was, yeah, he, he should have scored. scored. And then yeah. the opportunity that uh, Traore had against Tottenham, um, he was wide open. And then Raul Jimenez, I don't think he's comfortable yet. I mean, I can't wait for him to get a goal already, but... Probably that headgear, bro. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know what's... You, know, like he, you know just walked gr- out of the hospital. A great game, though, is Wolves play Watford next. And Watford look good, too. That will yeah. be easy. Easy money. Uh, he's they'll, get, they'll get their win, and they'll get their first goal there. That's another one no loss. Saying right <laughs> yeah, Wolves better win that one. I mean, Traore and Trin Cow, who I was first watched this weekend... Um, they just look so good. And Man United, you know, you were talking about them being title contenders. I don't know. After the first three games of this season, what do you guys think? The Man U fans. Uh, I'll start. No, we don't. We don't look like title contenders. Player for player, we should be able to compete. Um, I actually, I'll go into this now. I was going to save it for later. But I put a question up on the Manchester United subreddit last night. And I got a lot of responses. And I said, where do you think Pogba should be in this team and the top comment was playing for paris the top mm. comments in france we want the money for him we want him out the second top is a free roll on the left side which i think you should be playing the free roll on the left side he's a talented player but we need somebody like a conte that can play like which is impossible fine but fucking sideline to sideline and i don't know why mctominay is not getting the start um i mean it's it's just going to be hard to put this team together now, now that we got Ronaldo and Fernandez, two players that have to start every game. And we got to figure out like a team sheet around them that works. We got to switch up. It's obviously not working right now, but we got to switch everything up. I feel like. Yeah. Cody, as you, as you mentioned, Conte needed that, the type of player. As I was watching the games this weekend, I saw a player that I was so impressed by. I don't know if you guys watched a little bit of that Brighton game, but Bisuma. Have you guys seen him play? Yeah, center mid. Yeah, he's absolutely yeah. great player. Incredible, like he's been linked with Liverpool. Mid. He controlled yeah. that entire game and like he almost like a Conte, the way he was able to like be all over the freaking place, but also really his feet. Like that would be the type of player that if I was mm-hmm. Manchester United could really transform their team if they were able to get him. Or even like yeah, I, I, obviously we know that Fred isn't it. Even McTominay is not really at the level that they're trying to get at. So, but yeah, I, I will say, he's better than Fred. Yeah, not to cut you off, he's Sam. He's better than Fred. But <laughs> I will say, Fred, like Fred's role, and this is how he played in the Champions League last year, and he played well. He's a, a good at man marking. If you need him to stay on a player, he'll stay on that player. But outside of that, he's not helping the team at all. Yeah, it's got to change. I think, uh, you know, another thing to kind of mention about that game was with our new signings this year, both starting, um, you know, Sancho and Varane, uh, both probably different uh, starting debuts for them. I think Sancho was pretty quiet the, the whole game. 
couldn't quite get in it. Nothing really memorable. Uh, I think he did. Um, but on the other hand, I think he got Varane. I thought he was pretty solid. I think it was a few times there was that there was that run where Traore burst through in the midfield and running full steam at Varane. You know, nothing new. I mean, he's faced kind of players like that. But I think it just goes to say just uh, uh, you know, some of the tests that he's up against. And I think in that situation, he handled that well uh, and mature and controlled um, throughout the rest of the game as well. I mean, he was pretty pretty solid at the back. I think even though Wolves had chances where they should have scored, I, I think uh, with him and Maguire there, he didn't get too easy, I don't think. And I think that kind of will, will go well for the rest of the season. Um, um, but yeah, I think... Uh, with Varane there, we probably don't need someone like like Fred anymore uh, altogether. I don't know. He keeps showing up. He keeps getting on the bus. What's uh, up with Sancho? Let's, let's, what's going on with Sancho? What do you guys think? I think he needs to find his feet. I think he needs to uh, uh, figure it out. New team, new new league. I mean, he's you know obviously he's English. He's from England. He knows he knows the Premier League. But um, yeah, I think he's just got to fit into the squad more. He's obviously doing something right. In training, I don't get, I don't, you know, think he's not gelling well with the lads or anything like that. I think he, he is, um, uh, but I think he's just got to find his feet. I think he'll still get more chances. Uh, he'll get there. Um, not really worried about that. Um, but also, I think with uh, obviously with Ronaldo coming in, I mean, that puts that one small competition. That's kind of one less spot available um, for, for him to compete with, especially back in the squad obviously Greenwood's on fire right now I mean there's a lot of competition now for those front three spots um, that they're going to have to definitely definitely work hard towards so uh, you know a test for him but I think we'll come through Do you yeah. think Ronaldo improves your chances of winning the league? I think so I think uh, not only just him as a player and the quality he brings uh, and that he can he can get you a game winner from anywhere on the pitch, no matter what the situation is like, uh, but also just the mentality. I mean, I think just him in the dressing room, him in training, uh, it brings that, you know, he's not going to United to like retire. I mean, he's like, he wants to win something, you know, he wants to bring this team back to where it was. Uh, um, and I think he'll restore that in the rest of the lads. So I think just having him walk into that dressing room will, will lit a fire under him. Uh, the fans will just be, uh, intense. I think his first game. Hopefully, it's uh, when we play Newcastle at home and, uh, after the international break. Coming on, you know, and I think just kind of that command, that the uh, leadership that he brings, I think is different than where he was at United um, uh, twelve years ago, whenever he was. So he would be a different player how he was then, but I think uh, it brings the squad up. So I think I think it makes us just more competitive. I'm not going to say that he's going to he's going to win us the the league or trophies or whatever's coming up the season, but. Uh, I think he gives us more of a, a fighting chance. And I think uh, other countries, oh, sorry, other teams to kind of uh, fear us more. Yeah, uh, I'd say the same thing. He's a fucking winner. He has an aura about him. And I love that we have another aerial threat. Like just to have him in the box, he's yeah. just going to win balls that I don't think a lot of people can win. I mean, I remember in the Champions League way back when we played him for Madrid, he jumped over Patrice Evra and scored at her. And I was like, what the <laughs> fuck? How is this possible? Uh, Do you guys know that he has more followers on Instagram than all the Premier League teams come? Yeah, I saw that. It's crazy. <laughs> Have you seen his abs, dude? That's why. <laughs> Goodness. Okay, moving on to our next game. Our boys, Brentford. Uh, I thought they played well, uh, but ended up getting a tie with Aston Villa. Um, two great goals from each team um, in the beginning, uh, but not much to separate them in the second half. They tie 1-1. 
Yeah, you know, they definitely had their own in the first half against Aston Villa. It was a good game, good competitive match. Um, and then it kind of, yeah, fizzled out in the second half. But I think, oh, did it look, you know, Brentford look comfortable. They haven't lost a game yet. Um, they don't seem scared no matter where they've gone so far or who they're playing against. So, um, yeah, I, I don't think they could be thinking of a better start, especially the fans as well. Yeah, I was going to say, um, I think any point for Brentford right now is, is a huge point. I think even a tie is a victory in their eyes. Um, they're going up against other established top flight teams. Um, and as long as they, if they can perform, even like I said, bring a point away, that's huge for them. Yeah, that's where I think Brentford, they're, they're playing with no pressure. You know, they, they're this new team, newly promoted. Fans don't, um, they've never been in the Premier League before. Like, fans don't have this, uh, the players themselves don't have this expectation of where to finish, where they should be at in the Premier League. They're just going to go out there, have fun, do what they can do with the season. I think that's really paying off for them so far. Whereas if you look at Norwich, I mean, you know, they've, they've been in the Premier League up and down for the past several years now. Uh, they won the Champions League last year. So I think they have this expectation of, uh, you know, meeting certain standards, at least staying in the league. Even kind of getting maybe a little bit higher than they were previously. Uh, we even being, you know, like I said, being winners of the previous championships. So, uh, and they're kind of feel, falling at that a little bit. Granted, they played kind of top teams, but, um, you know, not, not as good. But yeah, but I think Bradford couldn't wish for anything better. Um, you know, we'll, we'll continue to see how they do and look forward to watching them play. Yeah, they sit right now, middle of the table, 10th. Um, they actually, the, their next game, I know we have international break, but the next game is against Brighton. And that's a great game. That's two really good teams. I mean, mm-hmm. Brighton continues to surprise me. Every time I watch them, like I didn't pay attention to them much in the first week, and I'm like, damn, they, they got a good team. Yeah. Um, but moving on uh, to the team that Brentford beat the first week 2-0, Manchester City, Luis Dunks on Arsenal, 5 nothing. It could have been a, an absolute beatdown. Arsenal's fans leave and cheer goals for Manchester City. <laughs> <laughs> It's, um, yeah, it's crazy. I mean, I've seen Arsenal have shit styles and bad starts, but this is like another level because they're not even playing well and they're losing. They can, they're losing by... They're at the bottom because of goal difference. They've conceded a turn and not scored. Negative nine, right? Yeah. Correct. Yeah, man. Um, and it's just surprising because on paper, they got some good players. Um Ooh. Yeah, they're just a player. They don't have like they just don't <laughs> like they don't want to play. Like William, <laughs> William out. He took his twenty million uh, dollar contract. He's like, I don't even want Louise. I don't even want you. Louise. <laughs> Is he even still there? I, I think so. I don't know. I, I think know Brian Brian got a better team than Arsenal on paper. Even. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Probably. Yeah, it was it was almost it was tough. Like it was it was almost like watching City play like um, like oh. a League One like a League One team or something. Like like they just it's just you on paper obviously it's just one of those big games that you're like excited to watch. Like it was like obviously Chelsea against Liverpool, but um, like in you know the hype up to it. But um, yeah, you're just like watching it. It's like damn, City just taking control, just dominating. Like honestly, I felt kind of bored like halfway through. I was like, oh, I'll just watch fucking Villa against Brentford or something, you know? And um, uh, But, yeah, it was just crazy. I mean, City just doing what, what they do. I don't think they really uh, – it really seems like not really been tested other than the Tottenham game, but they bounced back pretty well. Um, but, yeah, Arsenal, I don't know. I don't know how uh, 
how they come uh, further forward from this um, closing. Um, you got an international break. Maybe that's something they can take some time to kind of regroup and get together before they come back. And we'll see. I think I think they'll give Arteta like this next game, but I think they'll be really. There's probably serious questions swirling around right now, but I think if the next game comes around and it's not a good result, um, yeah, it could be. Uh, hey, next costly. game, next game is against Norwich. That's actually <laughs> that's a great game. We're talking yeah. about another team that's oh oh and nine a goals and goals against. That's, yeah, that actually is a great game. Hmm. Um, I would, I mean, if Norwich come out on top of that. Yeah, come on. Arteta Nor- has to be gone. <laughs> Norwich lost also 5-0 to Man City. But if we go into the statistics of this game as well, it's not just Arsenal being bad. It's Arsenal being fucking awful. 81% possession Manchester City. 25 shots to one. 14-0 to corners. And then Grant Xhaka gets another red card. I don't know how he still plays for the team. Cody, what yeah. was it the other day you said under Arteta, Granite? Uh, Shaka already has 10, yeah, 10 I, red cards. I believe the statistic was 10 red cards on Arsenal. 10 wow. red cards. Arsenal looked fucking... I mean, I don't have words, man. They didn't even look like they wanted to even be there. It was 5 nothing, I think, by like this 55th minute or so. Well, what's crazy is that you have, I think, Maitland-Niles. Like He's saying something about uh, on social media, he's talking about where he wants to play on the field, and he never asked to play where he's playing midfield. I think he always wanted to be a fullback. And he, it's just like you can't do that. You can't go out on social media and go against your, you know, the manager um, and just be incredibly public about that. I don't think you want to be I a think, fullback for the Lions, or <laughs> <laughs> no, we'll I, take him. You can't. I just don't. I don't think that it's a spirit of of the squad. You can't. You can't be so public yeah. with everything. I don't know if they have that right now. Yeah, I just can't believe they spent that much. Like, if, if you are in FIFA career mode, what can you do with one ninety four to transform? Oh wow, you know, you, you know what I mean. Yeah. Oh, you should. I don't know. They have this NHL. I don't know about FIFA, dude. I'll just upgrade the stadium, get more fans in there. Cause that's, yeah. all that's all they're going to be going. Hey, that's what Arsenal did. It didn't work out. Look at them. Uh, <laughs> you know, well, it's like who, if you're even with doing money, though, I don't know if this is also something to talk about. You think maybe players don't want to go there? Like they have the money to spend. So they oh, try to course. say, let's say uh, a certain player, maybe they don't even want to go there. I forgot who the player was from Barcelona. I just saw um, a headline today. Uh, Arsenal was interested in bringing this player on, and he said, no, I want to go to Spurs. Coutinho? I was going to say, if it's Coutinho, I'll die laughing. No, not Cuckoo. Oh, but that's going to hurt, though, for any Arsenal fan to hear that. I'd rather go to Spurs. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. Okay, just this is random. What's your guys' thoughts on Spurs away jersey? The Galaxy? Nice. I like it. I'm not a fan. I'm a fan of it. I, don't know uh, I actually it. like it too. Yeah. I think it's a bit naughty. It is a bit naughty. <laughs> <laughs> uh, they're reaching for the stars, man. <laughs> hey, they're looking good. My prediction doesn't look as crazy as it did. That's it's a good point. Crazy, but it's not as bad. And I think that's what I, I told you with Nuno. I think they'll they'll grind out. It's not going to be pretty. They're not going to be flashy. They'll get 1-0, 2-0, 2-1 wins. A 1-1 <laughs> here and there. They'll lose a couple games, but... Until Son, until, dude, until Son gets hurt. I don't know. Kane played. Yeah. He didn't look great either. Uh, okay, moving on. Sorry to bring us way back to that uh, to that game. But Everton shows the true colors, and I kind of shit on beginning of the season, but they, they beat a good Brighton team 2-0. Damari Gray, man, having a hell yeah. of a 
of a start of a season. Mm-hmm. He's looking good. He's looking quick, um, just on point with all his shots and whatnot. Yeah, I'm I'm just getting more impressed by him every game. He went out of the Premier League, right, and then came back. Yeah, I, I feel like he, it was it was somewhere else in Europe. Uh, I somewhere in Germany. The German team, I think it was a German team. Yeah. Yeah. No, he looked good. No, but yeah, he's looking pretty sharp. I mean, Everton. They're. I mean, they got a great coach. Uh, you know, I. I don't know. I kind of just have this weird thing with Everton. Like, they they have an up year and a down year, and then I don't know. But and the thing yeah. about that game is that Brighton played better. They had sixty six possession yeah. to thirty four of Everton. Yeah. In my opinion, I thought Brighton played better. But here we go. Everton wins two nil, and you would never would have known. I mean, but that just shows the the impact that Everton has for counterattacks. They have the talent to go forward. Yeah, Rich Arlison's and, a great player as well. And, they, and you they, guys see, they have a Lewin. Yeah. Showing up, he had, guys, a, he had a PK. So I mean, you saw that, yeah. When yeah. you saw what happened with Richarlison in that PK, <laughs> yeah. Oh my god, you it's wanted just embarrassing, to take it, man. and he threw a whole like fit about not being able to take the PK, like on oh, live just, television. Yeah, and it's just embarrassing. Like obviously, he knew, like he knows that Calvert Lewin is the penalty taker. Like everyone knows that. Like why, why you gotta like make this make make this scene? You, know, you just make, and plus you're it's plus you're away. Like obviously, the home fans are gonna like lap it up and uh just kind of chill like crazy you know so it's just a little, little like an embarrassing moment but i think for him and just a club in that moment but obviously um you know Kyle lewin stepped up scored um did his you know did his thing i think that's what this is what he's good for i think he's just consistent like that i was just looking at back at damari gray uh here it looks like he was up so he's up by leverkusen um is where he came from um looks like he only had 10 appearances there but got one goal um, he's had three so three appearances so far for Everton, scored two goals. So, yep. uh, but always felt like he maybe should have got a little bit more uh, playing time. So, hopefully, he continues to do that with Everton and uh, can can shine through. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it's a great win for Everton, especially when most of what we talk about in the game is about how well Brighton played. So, credit to them. Credit to DCL. Uh, I think he's an underrated striker for sure. Um, moving on, another team that looks like. They could break the top four at some point. I think they're top four right now. West Ham looks good. Gallagher looks better. Scores two. Two-two draw. Mikel Antonio should have won the game in the 93rd minute. I don't know what happened. Just because he looks like a like top-tier striker, and then he just has a brain lapse at the end of the game. He's been hanging out with Triore too much. <laughs> Dude, Gallagher looks so good. Um, again, two goals. One of those, I think it was his second goal. He had that really nice pullback um, and then finished close, uh, close bar. Um, but it was, it was really nice. I think he had 23 of 24 passes. Um, just great stats, looking good. Chelsea boy on loan. Um, yeah. It was, it was good cool. hair, too. Great hair, great hair, that guy. Yeah, great hair. <laughs> great hair. Yeah, I think uh, Crystal Palace. What do you guys think? Um, they're looking – I don't know. They're kind of looking up and down, up and down. I think that's kind of what we expect, kind of having a great game here and there. And, yeah, I think they pulled it out for that one. Well, funny question. So, now I'm looking at the table. I'm like, okay, I know West Ham's up here, right? West Ham is actually second place right now. Ten goals, four. Tottenham's first place with three goals. Like, that's wild to me. The next team with three goals is Brentford in tenth. So, I don't know. It's interesting wow. for sure. But I, that was West Cam, West Cam, West Ham's game to win. And Antonio kind of blew at the end. But he does – I mean, he looks good other than that. Uh, Gallagher looked good. Um, so the next game – and I've written off fucking Newcastle as like a team to even watch this year. 
don't know if you guys saw this match. Incredible game. Newcastle versus Southampton. Um, St. Maximine. I don't know if you guys seen their number 10. Fantastic player. Scores. So it's one-to-one. He's playing great the whole game. Scores in the 90th minute. Fucking crowd's going wild. They're like, oh, that's game. He sealed the deal. Penalty kick of the 95th minute. Southampton ties it. Tie game. Insane match. Yeah, it was a, yeah. it was a bit funny to see the the whole stadium kind of deflate. <laughs> After, um, but no, I think uh, uh, Saint Maximin he he played well. He played really really well. It was I just I love watching him as well. So flashy. He's a fun player. Great hair. Yeah, he wears a headband. <laughs> I think he channeled Santiago Nunes uh, that game and. <laughs> <laughs> to, to be fair, St. James's Park, I think if he scored, you know, like that one corner in the stadium, like that, that's pretty sick. To, that's, that's a sweet part of the, you know, in all of the uh, stadiums in the, in the Premier League to score in. That, that's a pretty, um, you know, sweet part to go in, especially for a 90th minute, what they thought was a 90th minute winner. But yeah, uh, deflation nonetheless. So good on Southampton. Yeah, it was high for me because I had the score prediction of 2 2 for that game. No. <laughs> so, yeah, I wasn't watching it, but I was just watching like the <laughs> update in the top corner, you know, where yeah, it changes yeah. the scores. <laughs> yeah, no, I, did, I did not expect that to be great. He actually also, I don't know how to, I don't know what this move is called, but when you fall down and like kick up and land, fucking St. Maximine did that too. Oh, yeah. After you oh, fouled, the kip up, kip up. Yeah, dude, it was oh, sick. Up. Yeah. It was Cat, like, so, you know, Cat's a dance coach. You watched it, she was hyped. Oh, <laughs> she, was just, she was just teaching her girls how to do that. Yeah, it's sick. I could almost as cool as a backflip. I could never do that. Yeah, super That's cool. Crazy. All right, our final Premier League game that we have not talked about. Uh, crazy game in a in a way we didn't expect. Chelsea go down to ten men on a, a hand. I shouldn't say a questionable handball. It was a handball uh, on the post from Reese James. The follow through. Um, sorry, not the, the penultimate game here. Um, the follow through hits his hand, makes it look like it's he's purposely trying to handball this, even though I don't think that's true. Gets not only a penalty, gets a straight red. Liverpool tied up in the 45th minute or end of the first half, rather. 1 1 draw. That's a big win for Chelsea coming out in the second half, and they played great to hold it. Yeah, that was, I mean, just. That was super frustrating to watch as a Chelsea fan. Um, I think first half, both teams look pretty good. Um, and, I, and I'm and i going to be honest, I do think that the, the red card, and I understand the rules of the game, blah, blah, blah. Um, it did bounce off his of uh, James's hips um, and into his hand moving forward. I don't know if there was intent for him to block it. There obviously could be. You're on the line. You're a defender. You're trying to save the game. Um, but I do think that a reasonable decision could have been uh, just giving the PK, give the PK, allow um, Chelsea to play with 11 men, continue on. Um, but the point that really, really, really upset me is watching um, Anthony Taylor go to the go to VAR. He looked at a standstill picture. There's no context giving when you look at a standstill picture. Um, so he looked at it for like what two seconds, yeah, yeah, walked yeah, away, true. and then even made, think about that. Made a game, or not even a game, but made a season um, changing this decision. 
that's a big three points. Um, nonetheless, I'm incredibly proud of watching the game um, and just kind of how like Tuchel and, and Chelsea overall handled um, the, the rest of the game. I think I consider that a win for the squad. Definitely would have loved uh, two more points. Um, but to, to phase out, I think, Liverpool and get one point, um, I think that's it. That's a huge win for the team. Our boys, our back line looked really strong. Um, so super proud as a Chelsea fan. So the red card, I was surprised at the red card, but um, I don't think it was a question of intent, like whether he intended to for it to hit his hand and then swing his hand forward to push it out. It was more of a, a preventing a goal line, a goal, preventing a goal, basically. That's why the straight red was given. Um, I do, I get, I, yeah, I kind of agree with what you're saying about the ref, you know, the going to the VAR and just seeing a stand still pitch. I think one thing to remember is that VAR is talking in his ear, in his ear the whole time. They can, they can tell him. He just didn't see it with his own eyes, but they probably told him, I'm assuming. Um, he just so he obviously felt like he didn't need much. He just saw what they just picture on the film. And yeah. Um, it definitely changed the game, obviously, because it made Chelsea sit back. I think we would have, I would have liked to have seen it a full game, you know, 11 v 11, because then we can more comfortably say, based on the result, oh, you know, Chelsea are this good or Liverpool was this good and things like that. Um, you know, we could have we could have won if they had 11 because Chelsea wouldn't have sat back as much. It would have been more open. Uh, we also could have lost because Chelsea wouldn't have sat that much. So they would have, you know, created more chances. Um, I, yeah, you know, I was thinking at the beginning, I, might, I would take a draw. It is what it is. Uh, but the way the circumstances, you know, I was left disappointed um, that we couldn't capitalize. But overall, uh, it was pretty positive. You know, I, we were pressing high. We were playing quicker football. We had our good players out. Um, again, really impressed with Harvey Elliott. I think he's looking yeah. quite good on that right side at the oh, top good. of the midfield three. Um, yeah, his work rate, his touch, his passing. Him, Salah. And Alexander Arnold on that one side. I mean, Alonso was just being lows at times. Um, yeah, he, he so, was overloaded. Yeah, uh, so good, good positives from that game. Um, yeah, but to sum up, I think the red card was it was justified. It was you know questionable, like looking at a free spin, but it was it should have been a red, and then it was. Yeah, I think looking at Javi Elliott, I was so impressed with how quickly he always releases the ball. Like he just shows up to the space. Gets a touch, releases, and again moves again. Um, it's just a player of his age to be able to do that. It was pretty impressive. But also, I saw some incredible flashes from Havertz, Mount, and Lukaku in that beginning of that first half. Yeah, that it was like they were one pa- pass away from like a goal, like two, three mm-hmm. times that that uh, Havertz could have passed it to Lukaku, Lukaku could have passed it to Mount. Like they were just one bad pass, but it was just the way they were moving. They yeah. were looking so dangerous. Yeah, and I was even impressed. I mean, the man down. Um, we're talking about um, Alonso kind of being overloaded. Um, he did. Even Alonso created a couple chances up top when we when we had the ball. We still had a, a few chances, and I think Kovacic could have even maybe pulled one out um, if he if he had a better shot. But yeah, still um, pretty decent from the Chelsea squad. I think uh, you know as a I think it's tough once you go ten men down. Um, it's tough for the opposing team uh, if you're if you're facing ten men just because you you have the entire team covering twenty yards of the pitch all the way to the goal and it's really really hard to break the line um, and score a goal when you have ten men um, just outside the eighteen yard box so you kind of have to give it to you know to Liverpool a little a little bit 
um, I think, you know, you guys played really well, but uh, yeah. yeah. And not only, yeah, you're like, yeah, I, yeah, I, I agree. It is tough when any team sits back. It's, their hard, it can, it's much harder to break down. Chelsea yeah. are just you know, also in particular quite good at that as well. Yeah. So, um, you know, yeah, prop to them. We had to shoot from distance because we couldn't really break, um, get in behind too much. Um, yeah. I thought Van Dijk did very well against Lukaku. Lukaku was quiet a little bit. And in the first half, we're talking about those breaks, you know, where they one passes away from being in and stuff. Um, you know, we don't know if they would have been offside, but, you know, they, they, they should have played them in. Yeah. Um, and I think a couple of times those happened because we gave it away cheaply um, and you were in behind Fabinho. Um, so that's just we, we got a little bit uh, sloppy, but I thought for the most part, the first, sticking to the first half where you know it was 11 11 to game. No, uh, I mean, uh, Van Dyke, he kind of bodied Lukaku a couple times. I, you know, that was an interesting, yeah, you could hear the fans, that. they love that, yeah. <laughs> yeah. They, well, they know that Lukaku's a big guy, and you yeah. know, so <laughs> yeah. it was a good, it was a, it was a good game, it was a good game, nonetheless. Yeah, I think overall it sets up quite nicely just for the season overall. Like pretty much all, all of the teams now, all the big teams have lost uh, lost points. So I think it just sets up the season nicely. We know Tottenham are going to lose points, so we're not we're not worried about not worried about them at some point, whatever. <laughs> but they will lose points. It's coming next week. Yeah, but yeah, but man, you lost points. <laughs> you know, <laughs> hey, Tottenham to Southampton. Tottenham plays Crystal Palace next week, or like the next. Oh, losing points. For sure. <laughs> That's another one zero right there. Easy money. Easy one now. <laughs> Jesus, boys. Okay. Our actual last game uh, to talk about here. Leicester plays Norwich. Norwich plays well. Vardy gets a goal. Albrighton, great finish. They get the win two to one. Uh, that's a That was, like a, in my opinion, a pivotal win for Leicester uh, to get back in the win column, especially because I believe they're playing Manchester City next game. Yeah, I don't yes, think confirm I, I don't think Norwich is a team that like to to sneeze at. I think that you know they could definitely show up and, and play some good football. But like you said, Cody, I think that was a that was a great, really good win, um, even for the Leicester fans to see their team bouncing back. And and of course, Vardy. I think I chose him um, as my uh, top goal scorer for the season, um, if I remember. But yeah, it was it was a good win for for Leicester. Yeah, definitely. Um, I mean, you you got to get three points before you're going to, to Manchester City. I mean, um, that's just – you can't expect to get many – you expect to get one point maybe. Um, moving on a little bit away from the Premier League, Memphis Depay gets his first. Barcelona gets it done. Three-way tie atop the La Liga table. Omar, what are your thoughts on the game? Um, we had some good flashes. Had some good flashes, I think, in the first half. And in the second half, the team looked tired. I don't know, like, if they're just not in, in great shape yet, but Jordi Alba looked exhausted. Memphis Depay started looking really tired and really didn't do much. He was quiet that whole second half, but I think the biggest takeaway for us is the fact that we just were able to get the three points and that we had a, a 17-year-old player make his debut with the number 30, Messi, Gabi, um, made his debut. From, he went, he uh, has been playing with Barcelona since he was 11, and he looked really, really good, kind of had really good flashes that center mid. Um, but yeah, and Puig, Puig didn't get put in again. They, um, Coleman Sur- put in two younger so. players, two other younger center mids instead of playing Puig that game. So that was something people were debating, talking about. Yeah, Omar, why are they not playing him then? I don't know. He was just not be playing way in training season. I, I don't know. People were wondering why he's not playing him. And maybe, he's just not, maybe he's not as good as you say he is. <laughs> 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 
Well, moving <laughs> on. I don't think Coleman likes them. To my favorite team here, Rayo Bayacano, who's in dead last, gets a 4 0 win, and they go from last to 10th, baby. Let's go. That's wow. my team. Yep, that's my team. What's up? Who, who uh, did they play, Rayo? I have no fucking clue who they played. Uh, mm-hmm. I should probably look it up. But oh, Granada. They played Granada. Okay, suck at Granada. Um, sad news. Our boys, I'm just going to call them. Uh, I'm not ready for this. They lose 3 nothing to Mines. Uh, uh, tough uh, loss there. Boys. Oh, shit. Oh, boys. I said last week. I said last week. If they played their best 11, they got a they squad of what? 25 30? Their best 11. They must, they they must have they played their. They must not have played their best 11. Like they must Second have had some of their best players on the bench. You know. <laughs> that's that's the tactics. So rough. <laughs> Goodness. Yeah. Uh, God, damn it. What are we going to do? What are we gonna uh, do? How this, how's this team going to turn it around, boys? Ah. It's going to be tough. It's going to be tough. Um, but I want to do a little roundup of transfer news. Uh, obviously, we know Cristiano Ronaldo with his medical today. Um, so I'm just going to do like a quick roundup. If you guys, you know, want to pop in and say anything, uh, feel free to do so. Chelsea midfielder Bakayoko rejoins AC Milan on a two-year loan deal. Which Matt, uh, you have any thoughts on that? Or I mean, it's a good team to be loaned out to. Uh, yeah, I haven't really seen Bakayoko um, play a whole lot, honestly. Um, I don't know he. He was we as a Chelsea fan, we were really excited about him when he first came on. Um, but honestly, uh, the the one season or the the one of one of the two seasons that he actually played for Chelsea, I think he he was kind of a he was a bit dim. Um, so not surprised to see him go elsewhere. Uh, yeah. I would like to see him. You know, it's always good competition uh, to have uh, you know more more people in the midfield who can play well. But yeah, who knows? I haven't, I haven't really watched him a whole lot. Good loan deal though, going to a good team. Yeah, um, yeah. obviously, you know, is only better for it. Uh, yep. Bert, this one actually surprised me. Birmingham agreed to the principal deal of Troy Deeney from Watford. Uh, whenever I think of Watford, I think of Troy Deeney. So, yeah, um, this one caught me off guard for sure. Wow, that is surprising, actually. Yeah. Uh, another one we talked about, Leeds United close to signing a $25 million deal for the permanent signing of Daniel James from Manchester United. Sam, any thoughts on this? Uh, I think it's probably the right move for him. Um, you know, I think he's had a couple of seasons at United, tried to fit in. I don't think he ever really, truly did. Um, you know, I don't think the fans are going to really miss him that much. Um, you know, I do think he is a good player. Um, you know, I just think he was kind of in the wrong team, really. So I think Leeds is kind of a good spot for him. I think it's pretty fast-paced. I think he'll be up to Bielsa's tactics and his training methods, and hopefully he... Um, you know, hopefully he uh, does does really really well there. He's someone I'm rooting for. Someone I'd be watching Leeds and hoping he does well. Yeah, definitely. That I mean, that dude always gave it his all too, and uh, he's he always did. exciting to watch. Uh, I feel like I feel like Leeds fits his his uh, profile. His like yeah, profile. I could see like Leeds or Wolves. Yeah, um, but he's not Portuguese, so right. we can't go to Wolves. Um, <laughs> I was just gonna say, yeah. You have to take a Portuguese languages time to get in. <laughs> All right, we got another season long loan coming from Chelsea. Uh, Mickey's favorite player, Danny Drinkwater, signs with Reading on a season long loan. <laughs> Club legend. Yep. Yeah. Club legend. <laughs> uh, man, another, I mean, uh, Tino and Horan on cusp of locomotive Moscow move from Chelsea. Yep. Or, yes. Uh, what do we got here? One more. William leaves a well. 
guys, we know. William decides to leave Arsenal by mutual consent. The 33-year-old uh, had two years remaining on his contract, but he's set to join Brazilian cr- club Corinthians. Um, do you guys think he just gave up? I mean, like he's no, he's 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 a you know he's aging out, and it's Arsenal. You know what I, I mean? You, you kind of want to end on top. It's Arsenal. Yeah. I disagree. I think he like still looked better than most of Arsenal's team. <laughs> yeah, agreed. But I think if if you look around and you see that the, the the ship is sinking, you know what are you gonna do? Yeah, yeah. He never really did well there, though, did he? He like he never really. He never, he never reached oh, yeah. heights that he did with Chelsea. I mean, his best days were at Chelsea, no doubt. For sure. Yeah, yeah. For yeah. sure. I yeah. still thought he made a positive difference for Arsenal, but uh, yeah. Yeah. Omar's team, Wolves make a late-season loan bid for Renato Sanchez. I saw that. That's a big one. That'd be uh, that, is a, that is a big another, one. Another Portuguese. They only got two Portuguese players. I there. can't believe it. <laughs> That'd be huge for them, though. I don't know. What, do you take out Moutinho, maybe, and play Neves and – Play him along Nevis to take out Moutinho, or, or do you just play him as a sub? I mean, either way, just to give a break to Moutinho. Moutinho's a workhorse, too. So, yeah, um, and hey, don't forget, fucking, he's coming from the Ligue 1 winners last year. PSG oh. did not win the French League. Last year. Suck it. Dude. Let's go, Leo. Do Wolves, have a, do Wolves have a World Cup qualifier this weekend? <laughs> they, they definitely do and uh manchester united legend uh cristiano ronaldo will be playing on that team uh real madrid working on a deal to sign eduardo camavinga yeah he's that's a, big a lot about player. i heard a lot about him he's been linked to psg he was linked to man city i think pretty much anybody will take him yeah we'll see where he ends up yeah look i mean he looks like a standout player um and then i guess we i guess obviously we know about ronaldo but let's finish out talking. What do you think happens with Mbappe? I, I'll be honest. I think he stays. I think with the arrival of Messi, what other opportunity in life are you going to have to play alongside a player like that? Um, he finishes out one more season with PSG and then moves on. Maybe he moves on halfway through, but I think uh, at the end of the transfer window, I think he'll stay. That's just my say. Yeah, I saw a report and it's looking like he's going he's gonna to stay because PSG haven't got back to Real Madrid's second bid. Which was what, 170 million or something crazy? Yeah, I think 220, wasn't it? Something around two. Well, it depends on the currency that you saw. I think it was like 170 euros. Okay. Was it in Canadian though, dude? That's probably shit. (laughs) How many loonies and toonies do we got over there, bud? (laughs) I think it's just about 2,000 days. Yeah, about 350. Uh, (laughs) All right. We I do want to throw in another yeah, big, ahead, another big uh, transfer, another Chelsea one. Zuma, I saw that West one. Ham. That's a. I, I'm. I'm. That one. I've always liked Zuma. I always thought he had the capability of making um, the first team, and if if even not the first team, he's a great sub. So um, that's a loss. That's for great Chelsea. for West Ham. Yeah. But yeah. Great for West Ham. Yeah. Man. A rumor of uh, Saul going to Chelsea. Yeah, but apparently. But apparently, that's off the table. Oh really? Yeah, I feel. I've, I feel it, like he's he gets linked well, to Chelsea every year. You you yeah. never know. I mean, deadline day is deadline day is tomorrow, boys. Deadline day is crazy too. Yeah. Stuff can happen. Yeah. And FIFA, yeah. you're always just hitting the button. It's just going by the hour. <laughs> it's like so long. Yeah. <laughs> you get ten times. <laughs> Goodness. Dude, right. I also heard uh, Jesse Lingard to West Ham though. They're looking uh, at it. What the fuck, really? No, no. I saw it. I saw, I saw that. I just said what I saw, boys. Yeah, I don't. I don't think that's gonna happen. Nah. I think 
in the fight. I think, I think you got bubbles in your eyes, man. You got to wash them out. <laughs> hey, anything can happen this transfer window. We saw that. I bro. guess. Who Messi, knows? You, they have uh, Messi, Lingard, and Ronaldo play together. Come on, it's a dream. Uh, <laughs> Is Haaland gonna leave? No. No, I think it'll. I think it'll play out his contract. Uh, yeah, not this year. I feel like uh, Lewandowski doesn't he? He's got one year left, right? How yeah, to Barcelona? I... They really could use him, huh? Lewandowski always want to play at United. I know, I not always want to play. I know he's linked there a long time ago. Sir Alex Ferguson. What I see happening, hopefully, is Lewandowski to Manchester United, and then probably Holland to Bayern Munich. That's kind of what I see. Happening. Oh, I would hate that. Yeah, I would hate that as well. I would hate that so much. I'm upset that you said that. Yeah, that would, that would be so <laughs> yeah. boring, man. That's, that'd be that'd kind of made, that kind of made me mad a little bit. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, mute some stuff and start throwing shit. <laughs> Goodness gracious. All right, Maddie, do you want to go with the prediction scoreboard of what we have in our Premier League scoreboard? Omar, you have 11.5. Fuck it. 11.5. <laughs> Last place. Oh, um, man. Yeah, go it was week two. Right week two, I only got two right. So we have Cody in uh, in uh, in fourth place with 15.5. Thanks for not saying second to last. Yep, yep. <laughs> said it. Um, Mickey in third, 16.5. Oh, uh, yeah. Sam, Sam doing well, got 18.5. And then no surprise here. Oh, no surprise. Stat it's Matt. a big surprise, actually. Stat Matt. Nobody would have known. Listen, if we – 21 points. I'm saying if we're going that. power rankings, Sam is definitely number one power ranking, so it's a big deal that you're beating him. Sam knows his shit. <laughs> and Omar, Omar started at the bottom, and he's still at the bottom. <laughs> <laughs> I was yeah. definitely right. I was. I would give myself a number two power rankings. <laughs> okay. Preseason. Can it, let me let me say this just to reorder and make yeah, sure that Omar the, fifth the place, eleven point five points. We got Mickey with uh, fifteen point five. Or excuse me. God damn it. Um, got oh my god, take 15. three, baby. 15 points. <laughs> we got we got Mickey with one more point than uh Cody in third place. We got uh, 16.5 points. We got Sam second place, 18.5 points, and then we got myself 21 points. Absolutely destroying it. Hey Matt <laughs> Omar might have to call off work tomorrow for all the time he's gonna edit this fucking episode. All right. Uh, I do want to bring up so our next time. Who's he gonna call? He's gonna call himself. Yeah. No, he's, he's gonna, gonna call, call Cat. He's, he's gonna call Cat. <laughs> Can I please not work tomorrow? <laughs> <laughs> all right. Well, I want this next topic is something that we've all debated before in our group chat. Um, and I wanted to bring it up because I, I don't think it's right to make predictions for the next week of Premier League because two weeks away, like today, Calvert Lewin got hurt in the England squad. So you don't you don't know what's going to happen. So I wanted to take this time to kind of debate um, where some teams should be and is like, are these rankings correct? I saw an interesting move in terms of the um, the UEFA world rankings in terms of what's considered the best or the top five leagues in Europe. Um, like uh, the Portugal leagues, league, Primera Liga, whatever, just went ahead of Liga Un, the French league, to take the top five spot. So Liga Un is now uh, sixth. So they're not considered right now the, one of the top five leagues in Europe. I agree. Uh, which is interesting. So and you think, uh, you know, and I was looking at the way kind of how they, how they do it. Basically, they look at the, the previous five years, including this year, 
and they have a point system based on the uh, uh, the European League games, so the Euro- uh, Champions League, the Europa League, and now the European uh, Conference League. Basically, if you win uh, a game, you get a certain amount of points. If you get into the qualifying rounds, if you get uh, win a playoff game, if you win you know into the knockout games, you get points and points and points based on where this country or teams are from, based on which country, which league. Uh, obviously, uh, you know, uh, Premier League is saying at number one. Um, and I think it's La Liga after that. And then obviously you've got Bundesliga and um, uh, Italy, no, Italy, Serie A third, uh, then Bundesliga. And now the Portugal leagues is now fifth and Liga Una sitting first, so uh, sixth. So it's just an interesting perspective on just how that works. Because we always hear about that, but wondering how, how do they, uh, how do they, how do they measure this? What do they base it off of? Um, yeah. And they have a little point. Just yeah. It's interesting because like, I always think about what if the MLS were in there? The MLS couldn't be worse than like seventh or eighth. Oh, uh, there would be easy. Oh, there would yeah. be like 10. But if they're not, right? Because it's European only. It's European. Yeah. yeah, good point. Right. Okay. So, question for the world <laughs> rankings uh, because our good friend Omar here, um, I feel like he has, a diff- he has a different thought system than us. Sorry, Matty, you got something to say? I just want to say for the, for the viewers or the, the fans that are listening on that don't have um, the rankings in front of them, could you go over maybe the top, maybe sure. 10 or so? Sure. Well, I was going to ask Omar a question really quick. Uh, mm-hmm. That way it cool. doesn't spoil it. Um, cool. Omar, if you, if you could guess how many teams from South America are in the top 10 um, international FIFA teams in the world, how many would you say? Oh, if I, had to, I mean, I, I've seen the rankings. Okay, so you know. I, I know. I know that. You see it. I know the disrespect that was made to the South American <laughs> uh, Well, you know, I, what I'm going to say is – North America has the same amount of team as South America in the top 10. Do I think that's yeah. correct? No, not at all. But it goes to show how these, these are like kind of bullshit. So I will go over the top 10. Number one, we have Belgium, who always is number one, but never can get anything done. Uh, Brazil, two. France, three. England, four. Euro winner, uh, Italy, five. Argentina, six. Spain, seven. Portugal, eight. Mexico nine and the United States of America at ten. Yeah, I definitely don't agree with Belgium being on top. Um, and I don't know exactly how the list, how they calculate the list. I know it's a point. Again, it's a point system, like mm-hmm. you're talking about with the UEFA coefficients. Um, it's just how are they? How are they top? Because they got knocked out in the Euros at was it quarterfinal, and then the World Cup 2018 was a semifinal. Um, but then again, who would go? But then who would you put top? Like if you take, because then I wouldn't put France there. I'd put Italy yeah. at the moment. I, I mean, there's a lot of things I would put over Belgium. I, I would put France over Belgium. Same. Not not because of what they did in the Euro, but I'll, obviously they won the World Cup and they also yeah. had a great run in the, the one before. I would put I, honestly, I would put even England over Belgium. The fact that they had a good run in the World Cup, a good run in in the Euro. Obviously, Italy just because they won the. The Euro, but then they didn't even make the World Cup, so maybe you can't even make an argument for for Italy there, really. Yeah, I think we have to do. Yeah, we have to remember it is a points. This is a point system. Um, we, so have, I, we have. We have to be going back in years. It goes. Form. We do have to like. I mean, I totally so we're thinking current form. Yeah, because I mean, I totally get like Italy dropped the ball and they should have qualified, but also they have a hard qualification like England does too. But Italy just won the fucking Euro, and I, I don't, I haven't seen them lose in like two years. So, I we have to we have to take into account how they're actually playing right now and the teams that they've beat currently. 
Yeah, I think if you go, if we go on current form, then yeah, it has to be Italy then number one. Hey, should we do our, each of our top five current form? Okay, yeah. Let's see what we that. do. Uh, do you want me to start? You can start yeah. if you want. If you're ready, or if you want to think about it for a second. Sure. No, it should be easy. Uh, I will go Italy number one, uh, England number two, France number three, Brazil number four, and I will go Portugal number five. Ooh. I'll go second. Um, Italy one, France second. Uh, probably want to say England third. Fourth, uh, Portugal, and then fifth, probably Belgium. Um, then um, England, and then France, Brazil, and then Argentina. Well, sorry, what was, your, what was your number one? It cut out a little bit for me. Italy. Italy, okay. Argentina is in your top five. Yeah, and I would agree yeah. with Mickey. I would go France, number one, Italy, number two. I would do Argentina, number three. I think we forget that they just won the Copa America. And yeah. They actually played great. Yeah. Uh, Messi actually looked like they were – he was finally fitting into that squad. They were defending pretty well. I mean, I, st- I think they're still missing some pieces. Uh, but, then, but then, yeah, I would go England, four, Brazil, five. Yeah. And you know, it's crazy. Sorry. I'll let Sam go and I will bring up this point. <laughs> yeah, no worries. Uh, uh, yeah, I think I'll go, um, you know, yeah, I think uh, based on current form, yeah, you probably have to go Italy number one. I'll put England number two, um, uh, France third, uh, probably Argentina over Brazil. And then I still put, uh, I think I would have Belgium fifth. Interesting. Uh, what I want to bring up is one team that doesn't even break the top 15 right now that I think could beat any team in the top 15 right now is Germany. Wow. wow. Not even top 15. Germany's 16th. Croatia's 18th. No, that's oh. not okay. Yeah, Croatia's – I mean, Germany yeah. – Okay. And then who's, but then who's above them, right? No, the, US, the, U, the U.S. and Mexico are both above them. Yes. yes and I, it should be. You <laughs> uh, think Mexico – I disagree. You you saw what Mexico did to Germany in the World Cup. Y'all watch that live. Remind (laughs) remind us. Remind us, though. We we made Germany look like freaking Switzerland. (laughs) Switzerland is above Germany, by the way. Switzerland's at 14. No, but... um, I think I think uh, and obviously even Mexico had that great run in the in the World Cup. I mean in the um, Olympics and in the youth system, in the youth FIFA World Cups, so we always have really good roles. So I think probably you get a couple points there. Um, but I don't know. I, I, I really don't think Germany should be that low. But they have done really bad. They didn't even get out of the group stage. And yeah. Um, yeah, they have done poorly. Both both yeah. times in the Euro in the Euro, right? Since their manager picks his nose. Oh, no, they, uh, no, they lost to England in Euro, so around uh, 16. Oh, yeah, yeah. Um, and then they didn't, yeah, they got, they knocked out in the group stage of the World Cup. But what is happening with Germany? They're getting a new manager, gone, right? I know that. Yeah, new manager. New manager, the players, I don't know, they weren't looking, Sorry. like, I can't remember why they did so bad, because they had good players at the World Cup. Yeah. Um, but I, I think, agree with, sorry, Mickey, I agree with Cody with the fact that they can 
They, and I, on any given day, they could be anybody on the top 15. Yeah, but again, that could be my fault thinking player for player. Like, do I think the U.S. could beat Germany? Yeah, I guess. But uh, I don't do you know. believe that but, we will win? <laughs> no, I, I don't. I mean, play 10 games, Germany wins. 10. Eight. <laughs> eight. Maybe we tie one, one, one. Yeah. Well, the question is, do you think that Croatia could be the U.S.? Oh, yeah. I think yeah. Croatia should be the top 10. Yeah, I yeah, think so. Well. Uh, I don't think Croatia was good as they were in the World no. Cup. No. And I saw right. that in the Euros. They were in our group, so um, I'm not. I'm not surprised with where Croatia are at. Yeah, I guess it's a good point. It's current, man. It's like and it switches so much. Yeah. Funny question: Who do you think ranks 50? Without looking. Wales? No, not Wales. Scotland. Scotland's 49. Oh, so Scotland's cool. 49. Oh. I don't know. You guys are probably looking at Jamaica's 50th, which actually surprised me. The Reggae Boys, they're always a fun watch, but do I think they're better than some of the teams above them? Like Ghana, Iceland, Cameroon, Finland, uh, Ivory Coast, Bosnia? No. I think they're all way now, better. Yeah, they're a solid 50. Oh, worse. Definitely worse, dude. <laughs> all right, what do you think? Though. Yeah, I have a question. Um, what do you, if any bigger country was to miss out on the World Cup, which one do you think it would be? Good okay, question. so how about we have to? Oh, we should say top five. Say top ten. All right, top fifty team to miss out, like a big country. Yeah, maybe top one of the top twenty teams. It's got to yeah, be, in my opinion, it's got to be a European team because qualifying, I think, in Europe is the hardest, and South America, I was second hardest. Uh, well, no, now I think about number, the number 13 team. I think Uruguay. Uruguay to miss out? Yeah, I could see them missing out. I would say, honestly, I can see uh, Croatia missing out next world. I was going to say With Croatia, how well uh, the, the rest of the European, like how well like Switzerland were playing, how well Sweden have been playing. I mean, I haven't yeah. seen. That's a good point. Denmark. Denmark but, you know, I think we would have to look at the groups about the Euro, the Europe groups and maybe pick it from there. We can yeah. see how those groups are set up. But what that is it? Isn't isn't it like top two qualify? Yeah, from each group. But if we looked at okay. those groups, we might be able to be like, okay, let me look at that. Yeah, I don't I mean that's a good I mean we're just kind of scratching the surface of like big fails. So Yeah, yeah. Just like a shocking like Italy missed the last one. US uh, US. Yeah. yeah. Damn. They lost to Trinidad and Tobago. Yeah, that's like Brighton and Hove Albion. <laughs> Do you think the U.S. will get it? Uh, yeah, I think U.S. We they, have they have to. I mean, we got they Norwich legend Josh Sargent right now. So, <laughs> <laughs> hey, uh, one. Let's look at the groups real quick, guys. Group I in the World Cup qualifiers, and Mickey, you might, Mickey and Sam, you guys might be familiar with this one. It looks like England is in first right now. It's Hungary. Then it's Albania. And then you got Poland in fourth. So the Ooh. most Poland band. Poland needs to wake the fuck up. Can they bounce back and make it that second? Is Hungary and Albania going to qualify? No, I was actually thinking Poland. Yeah, I think Team Poland missed now. They're not very good. Yeah, not good yeah. at all. And I guess that wouldn't be that like that huge just a surprise, but you would expect to see Lewandowski in the World Cup. I think I feel like you typically do see Poland at the World Cup. Do you okay. think? And I don't mean to 
I feel like Poland, and this just could be because I'm an American and I've watched soccer for only like 10 years, but I feel like Poland kind of tries to, their academy is probably similar to Germany, right? A lot of Polish players go and play in Bundesliga. And we, we're, we're seeing Germany grow worse. Do you think? Do you think that style of play is actually just forcing a lower results than other than other academies? Than other, I shouldn't say academies, federations. Lower quality. Yeah, the Bundesliga is at fault. For yeah, I mean, it could, Germany and Poland. could be, and then <laughs> Austria plays really similar as well. And I don't even know where they're at in here. Austria, Austria, shit. Yeah, they're, they're pretty bad. They might not even be top 50, to be honest. No, I don't think they're top 100, actually. They do got uh, uh, Alaba. Yep. Hmm. Yeah, no, it's interesting. I think I I definitely – I think few people agree with the rankings other than people from Belgium. Yeah. (laughs) Yeah. My boy Arnie, dude, he's like, fuck, yeah, it is great. (laughs) Because, yeah, that – those rankings on look. I don't think they've ever been right. I honestly, I don't think there, there has been once that I've looked at the FIFA uh, world rankings and been like, yeah, I fully agree with each of it. It feels like, I don't but know. Until Mexico ever gave to the top five, then his point, his stance would switch. You know what? <laughs> Mexico didn't make the top five, and that wasn't what I disagreed with. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, I, I will say CONCACAF Con- have four four teams in the top 50. Yeah, who's uh, Costa Rica? And, and Jamaica. Close. Jamaica. You know what? Yeah. Canada look good. Dude, they actually do. Canada is actually – And they got uh, Davies. Yeah. They got Jonathan David from Lille. Yeah. They got, like, a couple, like, solid, solid players. I think – that's cool I, that's, to see. That's cool be to trouble. see that country. There'll be trouble in the qualifiers, and I can see Mexico. I would like to see Mexico, U.S., and Canada being the ones that qualify. Yeah, that would be awesome. I think I, I would love to see that as well. That would be really um, cool. That would be cool as, as we're here. Like, we can go, like, in Toronto, how hyped they would get for games yeah. in the World Cup, and obviously here in the U.S., and obviously in Mexico. Maddie, let me ask you a question. Um, because your club team always has a lot of really um, – successful African players. Who do you think is in the top 50 of African countries? If you had to guess, because this actually is blowing my mind. I, w- I would not think what, what is current right now. You said top 50. Yeah. So like, can you think of a couple African countries that are in the top 50 rankings of the world? Um, FIFA rankings. I mean, the first one that comes to mind is Nigeria. So Nigeria, 34. Um, what's another? What's another? I feel like every coast, right? every one, coast, I one, say, no, yeah. one you would normally think about. 57. Egypt. Oh, yeah, Egypt. E- Egypt is 46. Okay. That's in there. Okay. Cameroon. Yeah. Had some good days. Yeah. Cameroon, no, 54. Remember back in the day with Eto. Senegal. Senegal is the number one ranked, yeah, at 21. But the number, number Sadio two, Mane, baby. Number two. Well, yeah. Who else plays there? You guys know? I, I think it's just Sadio Mane. He's just a one-man team. No. <laughs> Tunisia is number two in Africa. Number three, Algeria, Morocco. Oh, Algeria. Algeria. Yeah. 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 Yeah, and true. for me, I thought – What about me, Morocco? Morocco, 32. Uh, that would be their fourth highest. Um, uh, Ziyech is on that one. 
Yeah, Morocco always – they actually have a lot of really good players. Yeah, um, yeah they, they show up. I thought – so what really, what really gets me is Ghana, Cameroon, Ivory Coast, they're all outside the top 50. Um, which oh, is yeah, Ghana. Ghana has got some mm. good runs in the World Cup before. Yeah, absolutely. Yeah. they got a great team. Um, okay. South um, Africa. That was such a fun one. Yeah, yeah that, was, that was. Sasha Blah Blah. That was fun, yeah. Kabalala. That's what it was. <laughs> Shabalala. Okay. <laughs> to my European brothers, Sam and Mickey, what is one team in UEFA, like national team, that you're like, they're not a good team, but I'm worried to play? I know it's not the Faroe Islands. You in our group? Or just Macedonia. in general? Just in general. Or Gibraltar. They're not a good team, but I'm worried about them. Yeah, like they're not a great team, but they like they somehow can they sometimes grind out results. Um, Norway. Yeah, I was thinking like Denmark on Norway. Possibly. Would you consider Denmark not a good team? No, I mean they're le- they're eleventh in the world. Well, I didn't think they were that good um, before the Euros. They impressed me this Euros. They lost um, two immediately yeah. and then made a great comeback. I was I, I know I'm not one of the brothers, but I was probably going to say Denmark as well. I think that they. Their name doesn't necessarily scare you, but when you see them play, they actually uh, play pretty well. Yeah, and just in history, just in history, European history, and my history of watching Denmark. Uh, yeah, it's always just like, oh, I kind of like we should beat Denmark, we should beat them, but I can see us like not beating them. Dropping uh, points. <laughs> oh, yeah. Not gonna lie, it's shocking to see Denmark ahead of Netherlands in the rankings. That's yeah, yeah it's oh, weird, wow, eh? that is shocking. Yeah, a team for me. I mean, I- Iceland, they're always fun to watch. I feel like they get results. Scotland, me and Matt talked about Scotland as well. I think Scotland, they're getting a better team every year we see them play. I think they're becoming more of a threat. They're more of a threat than Ireland, in my opinion, and they're lower than Ireland. Scotland, do you have a, they have improved their squad because they, I mean, they could only go up really. Um, <laughs> they're not, they're not there that there yet, though. I mean. Who, didn't they get smashed by someone at the years? Not that I hey, you, you know what's a tough one, too, to always play? I feel like Serbia. That's like, oh, fuck. Yeah. The Serbs. <laughs> That's yeah, like they're, they're Serbs. <laughs> about to be a tough game. <laughs> Big-ass motherfuckers in the back, and, always. And for me, Sweden, <laughs> I, I love watching Sweden play for some reason. Um, I feel like they're always slick, and they, they get results that people just don't anticipate them to get. They have a lot of players that people don't understand. Like, oh man, like maybe he's not this number ten on the uh, on this club team, but like he's in the starting eleven day in and day out. So um, I always like watching them play. I actually, I love Lindelof too, even though he's not starting anymore. But Omar, what's uh, what's the what's the dark horse of uh, South America? What's the team not to sleep on? Oof, Con I think I think one that you would say that's not a common one. Can I guess? Uh, yeah, go ahead. Um, my guess for you to pick is Peru. I mean, Peru, yeah. Peru is always a tough one. That's a good um, one. Dude, I thought you might say Chile. Oh, but I, but I, yeah, but I think I would, give it to, <laughs> I would give it to Chile, but always. I mean, I don't know if you could consider They play Euro, hard. If you consider Uruguay one, one under that, I think Uruguay. Sure. Uruguay. They are always so tough. They always got really, really good center backs. Like, if you always look at Uruguay, they always got world-class center backs, and they always seem to have a world-class striker. Yeah. So that yeah. combination in itself is – Diego like, Forlan, uh, baby. Diego Forlan, Luis Suarez, Cavani. 
And then they had Diego South Goldin. American Pirate, baby. How <laughs> 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 good was Forlan in that World Cup, though? Oh, bro, he was just following everything. Bardon is insane. Always free kicks. <laughs> hey, and it, we'll go back. Great hair. Great hair. I was going to say, he was looking like a L'Oreal Paris commercial. Yeah. Maybe it's Maybelline, <laughs> baby. I think, I think oh, that's maybe. makeup. I don't know. Get the London look. <laughs> Get the London look. <laughs> But you gotta knock out his teeth for that. Oh, yeah, good. Yeah, just just put a little flat head in the center. <laughs> Goodness. Well, I think that about wraps it up for us in this podcast. We really appreciate Eddie and everybody that um, takes a second to listen. I know it's just a bunch of friends. I say it every week. It's a bunch of friends bullshitting, but um, it's great for us to get together and we have a riot doing this. And and again, uh, any listeners is just an extra gift for us. So we appreciate it. Uh, Bus side five uh, again. Tell your friends, tell your family. We swear a lot. Sorry to the kids. Um, but again, thank you guys, and we'll see you next week. Peace. 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 Love Peace.